0: Welcome to Soul Smart. Hi, I'm Joanna Hennan, and this is SoulSmart, the podcast that explores the hidden side of success. You see, being successful isn't about always doing more. It's about being soul smart, using your intuition, spiritual connection, the law of attraction, and everything else you have access to as a powerful soul to create more of what you want. Are you ready? Let's get started. Hello and welcome to episode 19 of the Soul Smart podcast. This is your host, Joanna Hennan. And today we're talking about a business topic. We're talking about how to find your ideal client. And we're talking about this because I'm really ready to share what I've learned from years and years of buying like all the courses that are out there and implementing all the strategies and basically not getting the results that I want it to get. So I've spent a good portion of the last five years experimenting really and learning about the online business strategies that are out there and what people are teaching, what people are doing and trying all the things. So I'm not one to dismiss strategies because I don't like them really at first sight. Even things that feel slightly uncomfortable, I have been willing to try and I was really expecting a lot more results a lot faster, and they didn't come until I kind of changed my ways a little bit. And I'll talk about that later about what I did. But they didn't come. And I think so many of us get stuck in that cycle of buying the courses and trying the things and other people are getting these results and we're not. And what's happening? We don't really understand. So I wanted to talk about this and start talking about this and applying the soul smart concepts to business, to online business, uh, to those of us who listen to stuff like this podcast, who think about the bigger picture, who are ready for a different way. I do want to underline that I am. I do actually know what I'm talking about. My background is in business and marketing. So I have an MBA. I ran pan-European marketing campaigns when I was in my early 20s. I got this really great opportunity to do that. I've seen traditional marketing concepts being applied in the private sector, in various companies, in associations, in nonprofits. I used to run a theater company, in the public sector, and of course online, right? So I've seen what's out there. I've learned the concepts, I've seen the concepts implemented, I've seen the strategies implemented, and they work, right? At a certain level, they work. Like Coca-Cola applies these same marketing concepts, and the concepts work. But among the healers among us, among Energy workers, for those who are sensitive to energy, for those who are emotionally sensitive, for the intuitives, for the psychics, for all of those people who say that they feel that they are part of something bigger, that they were born to take part in a change of consciousness, the people who talk about ascension and consciousness and energies and the changes on the planet and humanity changing and all this stuff. For those people, I've been hearing the same thing over and over again. And I experienced it myself, of course, as well. And that's that they apply the concepts, they learn the concepts, they apply the concepts, but they don't get the results. They don't, the concepts don't work. And I think that this is because there isn't any one system or blueprint. And I think when we take this kind of subgroup of people who feel that they are on some kind of mission and they want to share a message and they want to change the world. And they really want to have an impact beyond building a business. So the people for whom building a business is not the end result, but rather a means to sharing their work, to sharing a message, to healing, to raising vibration, to raising consciousness, all these sorts of things, that doesn't fit into a blueprint or a system anyway. And the soul smart way forward is to find your own system, right? So you need to think about being aware of what works for you and being willing to do the things that work for you, no matter what anybody else is doing. And this is kind of, and I've been talking about this for several years now in various places with various people. And it's kind of one of these things that's easy to say, but not as easy to do because it does take a little take some commitment to yourself and to your own intuition and to your own kind of gut instincts. And it takes practice because you need to learn to trust your instincts as well. So it does take a little bit. It's not as easy as kind of switching on a button and then saying, okay, now I'm going to find my own way. And the added complication is that you need to do it for every part of your business. So for marketing, for sales, for systems, for all sorts of things, you know, there's kind of no point following other people's blueprints. You need to create your own way. And you need to do that for various parts of your activity. And today we're going to be talking about one of those parts, and that's how to find your ideal clients. And when I asked this question kind of to myself as I was preparing this podcast episode, there are three things that came to me. So I'm going to break up the answer to how to find your ideal clients into three parts. And before I do that, I just want to say that so many people are asking this question, right? How to find your ideal clients. I hear it asked so many times. I see it as a problem identified so many times, like, you know what you're selling, you know what your message is. Now, where are the people who need this? Like, how do I find them? Right? So When you ask how to find your ideal clients, the first step to getting your answer is to realize that you don't actually find them, you attract them. And this is a really, really huge shift, right? Because you're not actually meant to like go out and trap them in some kind of net. Like we're not going fishing here, right? We're not casting a net and then seeing what's brought back right? That's what finding them is. That's what we're focusing on when we're talking about going into which Facebook groups and which social media and where are they and whatever. A lot of you listening to this podcast, like me, you're not actually targeting a very, very specific group. You don't work with a very, very specific group, right? So it's one thing, like if you work with moms of two-year-olds, then yeah, there will probably be some kind of mom and toddler groups where you can find clients or where you can connect with your ideal audience. But for a lot of you, this won't apply, right? And probably when you've been told to niche down and to find a smaller market, or whatever, it's felt uncomfortable. It's felt wrong, just like it's felt wrong for me. So you don't go out and find ideal clients. You attract ideal clients, and that's really the first shift that you need to make in your thinking. So just be aware when you're thinking about this, where you're thinking about going out and finding them rather than attracting them to you. The second step then follows on from that. Stop focusing on the ideal client and start focusing on your own energy. And this is really how the attraction process works, right? And I think this is where a lot of the stuff that's being taught kind of doesn't resonate with people who work with energy and who are aware of how the universe works and how energy works. Because nothing external kind of is worth focusing on, right? Everything is created through your internal world. And that includes the clients that are attracted to you. That includes the number of clients you have and the kinds of clients you have and all sorts of things to do with that. It all starts with you. So when you know that, you can stop trying to define your ideal client and stop focusing on whether they have this education level or this education level or what income level they have or all the other things that we're kind of asked to identify, to really define in our ideal client. I've seen like exercises that like ask you to identify it as detailed as what hair color they have. And I was always like, what's the point of that? Like what hair color they have and like how many children they have. And I I just thought that's really putting people in a box. You know, it's kind of not allowing for differences. It's not allowing for that energy piece. It just makes you focus on the things that are visible in this reality. And it doesn't kind of make space for all the other stuff that exists. I never really got that. I tried it. Like I said at the beginning of this podcast episode, I have tried all the things and and it just didn't work for me. I didn't resonate with the person I could define in that way. And so I wasn't attracting anyone really (laughs) when I was doing that because it just felt so like small and so kind of just dumb, I think for me. So for me, it just t- that way it just totally, totally didn't work. So what do we mean when we say stop focusing on them and start focusing on your own energy? That means that you attract, right? So whatever energy you're vibrating, whatever frequency you're vibrating at, whatever energy you're putting out there is what's going to be showing up in your world. So what you need to start focusing on is how you are showing up, right? So if you're, I don't know, when you're writing your emails or your blog posts or whatever, if you're feeling really deflated, that's not going to attract anybody, right? People want to be in your energy. So the people who want to work with you want to be in your energy. It's not only about learning from you. It's not only about the things, the visible things, that the visible exchange of them giving you money and you teaching them something specific. It's also about the underlying energy piece. They want to be in your energy. So they're going to be attracted to your energy. And what are we attracted to? Like, See for yourself, who do you want to spend your time with? Who do you want to watch every video by? Who are you really, really inspired by? And what kind of energy do they have? Like, why are you attracted them to them, do you think? Like, it's not only about what you're learning, it's about how they make you feel, right? So then how are you making people feel through the things that you're saying, through the things that you're talking about, through, yeah, just the way that you're showing up, right? So if you're always talking about how I don't know, how things are slow or how you've tried everything it's not working or you're just not maybe talking about anything because you're feeling down and nobody's going to be attracted to that energy, right? You wouldn't be attracted to that energy either. Pay attention to the people who inspire you, whose energy you want to be in, right? And then you can learn from that. And focusing on your own energy means prioritizing that. So instead of trying to work out what age your ideal client is and where they might be hanging out, therefore, whether that's on Instagram or on Facebook, focus on your own energy. Make sure that you're feeling good and confident. Make sure that you feel successful in what you're doing. That doesn't mean that you're maybe earning millions quite yet. But you can feel successful just by sharing your message or putting out a great post or having a great conversation, right? Allow those things and make sure that you're working on that vibration of yours and that your energy is high, that you're inspiring, that you're feeling good. And the third piece of how to find your ideal clients. So once you understand that you don't actually go out and find them, that you attract them, and once you stop focusing on them and start focusing on your own energy and feeling better and better and being more high vibration, kind of focusing more and more on uh, on the good stuff rather than the stuff that you don't have yet. Then the third piece is to actually show up. That's really it. <laughs> to actually show up and talk about what you believe in and talk about your work and your message in various ways and tell stories and inspire people and teach people and do whatever it is that you do he spread the message right just talk about it and this doesn't mean that you have to do videos doesn't mean that you have to live stream every day there are so many ways of sharing your message you can talk to people one to one you can write you don't even have to actually talk there are loads of examples of people connecting only through the written word so you You just need to find what works for you. And the question that often comes up when I talk about showing up is where? So of course you want to show up in appropriate places. So like if your ideal audience is moms of two-year-olds, then you might want to seek out mom and toddler groups as part of your strategy, right? But Moms of two-year-olds won't only be hanging out in those places. And I, I just think that by trying to identify where people are hanging out with similar interests or whatever, we're trying to put people in boxes. And that doesn't work, right? Because we're all multifaceted. We don't only identify as moms or as entrepreneurs or as creatives. We identify as a lot of things at the same time. So even if you're not targeting entrepreneur groups, the people who hang out in entrepreneur groups are a lot of other things besides entrepreneurs. So your message can reach them there as well. Really, the point is to show up, to start spreading your message and to follow those nudges of where you should be talking about what you do. So there you go. Those are really the three elements of how to find your ideal clients. Number one, understand that you don't find them, you attract them. Number two, focus on your own energy so that you actually start attracting the sort of energy that you want and show up. So talk about what you do in various places, talk or write or whatever it is that you that lights you up. So aside from these three things, I just wanted to mention a couple more. I think I have three more things I want to mention that are kind of outside of this super simple three-step process. And that's because when I was preparing for this podcast episode, I Googled how to find your ideal clients. I found lots of blog posts, lots and lots and lots and lots and lots of blog posts. And I just looked through them to see what other people were saying about this, to see what it would spark in, uh, in terms of what I believe. And I just wanted to mention a couple of things. So most coaches or many coaches out there will ask you to niche, to start with the smallest possible market. And in my opinion, this, okay, this could work, right? I'm not saying that these other tactics or strategies or whatever that they, or ideas, I don't like the word tactics, that they don't work. They could work, but if they don't resonate with you, if you don't feel comfortable with them, if they don't kind of light you up and excite you, then they're not going to work. So the smallest possible market thing, like that might work if your goal is actually setting up a business, right? And for some people, that will be the goal to set up a business. But for a lot of you, if not most of you listening to this podcast, like for me, running a business is not the goal. Right we weren't born to run an online business that isn't kind of the end <laughs> Our goal is to inspire, to share a message or a truth, to heal, whether that's others or the world, to contribute to the change in consciousness, to change the world, to leave a mark, to have an impact, right? And when you have a goal this big, when your vision is this big, niching it down to a tiny submarket is really, for me, it feels constricting. And when it feels constricting, I know it's not the right thing because the right moves forward. Uh, The right choices, the the soul nudges, they feel expansive, not constricting. So just pay attention to that. If it's the right choice for you, it feels really expansive to niche down, then great. But know that you don't have to. There are plenty of people who don't. Another thing I saw is that And I remember this from a lot of the coaches that I worked with as well, is that coaches will ask you to do ideal client interviews, to listen to the language that people are already using and to repeat it back to them, whether in sales conversations or in your marketing materials, to show them that you understand them and then kind of then they'll connect with you. Unless this feels authentic and really exciting to you, I wouldn't recommend it. I don't think it's helpful. Because as I said, I do try things out. I have done loads of such interviews and I've had loads of conversations with people about where they're at and what they think they need and how I could help them and all these things. And in my experience, people can't always voice where they're at because they're stuck in the small problems, right? So you may be stuck in the small problem of needing a website. You're being stuck in the smallness of running a business rather than the greatness of spreading a message. And I don't think that's helpful. Aside from the fact that I actually, I just don't like the idea of like learning the words and the language that other people use just to repeat it back to them so that they feel understood. Like I kind of feel that they should feel understood when I'm being authentic and using the language that naturally comes to me. When I'm kind of in that flow, in that space, in my zone of genius, right? I never liked the idea of repeating people's language back to them for a certain purpose. I don't find that kind. And I don't find it helpful in the sense that I feel like that keeps us at a certain level, our relationship in that smallness, right? Because you're basically agreeing with them, I guess. I'm not explaining this very well. I mean that... By just repeating where people think they're at, we're kind of perpetuating the problems and we're just feeding into this reality of smallness. And I think when we let ourselves use the language that comes naturally to us when we're in that flow, we can raise people up. And that's certainly always been part of my work is to raise people up into greatness and to show them that they are greatness. So I don't like using The language of smallness. I like using the language that naturally comes through me. And I trust that the right people will be attracted to that, right? The right people will hear that. The right people will understand that I get it. And I also tell plenty of stories about how I've come to this place and how I used to be like the most fearful and self-doubting person in the universe, least confident person in the universe. And that's all true. But now... I am confident in what I've learned and I want to share that in a way that inspires and lifts people out of smallness rather than keeping them kind of concentrated on the small problems. So yeah, so that's kind of my view on that. And (laughs) just one more thing to mention that you don't have to choose. So you can actually use elements of the logical way and the traditional way of marketing as well. You don't have to like drop everything you've ever heard or learned or everything other people are doing that the point of this isn't to reinvent the wheel, right? So the point is that you use the things that feel good to you and that you're drawn to, right? So just follow those nudges, like be willing to ask yourself, what's my next step here? Be willing to spend some time with that question. Maybe the answer won't come right away, right? Maybe you need to journal it out for a little bit. But be willing to ask that question and be willing to follow whatever ideas come up. And sometimes they will come, they will feel really from that logical space. Like sometimes I get the urge to research hashtags my ideal clients could be using on Instagram. (laughs) And I give into that, you know, like within reason, like I, I set myself a time limit that I don't spend three weeks researching hashtags, but I let myself do that because if I have that nudge, then there's something in there for me right? It's leading me in the right direction. So that's what I wanted to say on this topic. I'm actually running a whole series of workshops on being soul smart in business. The next one, if you're listening to this now, the next one is on soul smart attraction. So actually on on attracting ideal clients, the soul smart way by attracting them and not going out to find them. And in that workshop, you'll actually map out your own process. So I'll take you through a bunch of questions while you map out your own personal client attraction process, because that's really the only one that would work for you anyway. And I'm running a, a whole series of other workshops as well, and I'll link to those in the show notes. So that's it. I hope that you found this helpful. I would love to know what you think. I run a free Facebook group called The Greatness Collective. And if you'd like to, whether if you're in that already or if you want to join that. And if you want to tell me what you think about this episode, that's super. I really would love to know what your point of view is on this. You can always email me at Joanna at JoannaHennan.com as well. And yeah, don't be shy. Let me know what you think and whether you agree or disagree or how you have found this marketing and client attraction thing to be for you and what you have learned on your journey because we're all learning and all of our learnings are super valid and important to our own progress right so that's it with that have a wonderful day and i'll talk to you soon bye thank you for listening to the soul smart podcast you can find more information about today's episode including any links we mentioned at joannah slash blog if you'd like to hang out with more women who are on the path to being more soul smart, join my free community, The Greatness Collective, at joannahennon.com community. And lastly, if you enjoyed this episode, please leave a quick review on iTunes. It only takes a moment and means a lot. Have a great day and remember, hustle is overrated. Let your soul steer you to success and greatness.